Hello, I'm Vern Baker. I'm the CEO of Jaguar Mining Company. We're a gold mining company based in the Iron Quadrangle of Brazil. And we're on the Toronto Stock Exchange. And we've had a, we, we think we have a great future in front of us as we come out of a tough year 2022 and feel great about how we're moving into 2023. Well, like, I want to say, Vern, first of all, thanks for coming on the show. I haven't seen you since June. Uh, I know you've been hard at it and I want to talk about it. Now, your marketing literature is brutally honest. You know, you talk about what the previous management did and how, so you use your quote, this did, it did not end well. Um, so your, your goals from the last conversations I've certainly been having with you and what your marketing material says is to improve the operating efficiencies and balance sheet, right? So. 2022 was difficult year for precious metal companies for equities more broadly. Um, I don't think most charts are that pretty, so I'm going to stay away from that. What I want to focus on, if you don't mind, is when you make the claims of improving operating efficiencies, what did you start decide to do in 2022? What did you do in 2022, which is going to have a material benefit in 2023 to the company? Okay, well, the first thing we did is our biggest struggle um, over the last several years has been with our mine called Termalina. And we brought that in the second half of this year to a very consistent production level where we were consistently in the 3,200 to 3,400 ounces per month range. So that was our, our number one goal was to get to that point where we could stabilize the production at Termalina so we could really begin working on driving our costs down. So once we, once we reached that sustainable production level, we started, we started looking at how can we do this with, uh, with lower costs, which generally means reducing people. And predominantly in our minds, that means reducing the third party contractors that we had on site. So we began work, working on how we, can, how we can move those out of the system and take over those things with our own people without increasing manpower. <clears throat> we feel we've been successful at Termalina and we, that we've probably reduced our operating costs there by 150 to $200 an ounce from what we saw in 2023. From, from what to what? From, from probably the 1550 to about 1350 is what we think we've been able to do with the Termalina mine. So Termalina mine produced cash all year. Um, it was, its costs were below, below the price. The all-in sustaining cost was consistently below the, the price. So we're getting cash, just not as much as we think we should or we think we can from that site. Um, at, this, at the same time, we're working on our, our Pilar mine for consistent performance. Where basically, as we've gotten deeper, the ventilation has become a bit of a constraint. So we invested, a, really in the second half of the year, we had a significant amount of money invested in getting our ventilation uh, up to a level that will allow us to get more headings operating at the bottom of the mine. Um, we were operating there, so we did develop. We actually start this year in a very good position in that we have two full um, panels, or 15 and 16 panels. We've developed um, access to all of our sub-levels there. So we start the year with a good position for development in the bottom of our mine, and we're seeing we're pretty happy with the grades we're seeing there, and that um, we've seen an ability to recover a bit higher grade from the bottom of our mine than we've seen um, uh, just a few levels above that. So no, I, I was going to say, see, with regards to Tremolina, you know, it's it's a case of 
Keep, keeping it going, reducing those costs, keeping it going, you know, trying to get some of those efficiencies. And I, and I do want to talk about Pilar and, you know, what the future could look like. But one of the other things you talked about was sorting out the balance sheet, because, again, it didn't kind of come from a good place, uh, certainly not in terms of cash. So what, what's been happening there? Well, and, and, uh, you know, to go back far enough, we've had a lot of problems with the balance sheet. But right now, uh, we ended the year with about $25 million in cash. We have a total of about $3 million in in local debt, basically, we keep relationships with two major Brazilian banks, and we have some local debt we carry we carry with them. Um, but outside of that, we're 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 debt free, and that has gone down. We started last year, uh, 2022, with about uh, just short right at 40 million dollars in cash. So while that that number looks like it's gone down on us. Uh, we, were, we invested a significant amount in our exploration and our growth, growth projects, which are what, are what really the long-term battle is for. It's how we find more resources to both have sustainable mines and, and to be able to build a growth, uh, growth profile for our company as we go forward. So, okay, so, but, so that, basically, that that decision around what you know what's going to give you the best return on capital invested, you, you're feeling is is the exploration component and obviously getting getting the the other mine up and running. So, can you give us a, a sense of the allocation of that capital and what the continued allocation of capital will be in 2023 and what those timeframes will look like? Well, in 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 2022, we spent uh, well over 20 million dollars in exploration and growth projects. So, um, in fact, over $23 million. In, in, doing, in doing that, a, a significant portion of that was committed to what we call our finer project, which is a, a known resource that we have of about 400,000 inferred ounces. Um, it's located just, the edge of it is about a, a kilometer from the edge of our Termalina mine. And, uh, so we put significant money actually into development between the two mines, and we've got over half of that development in place uh, in a in a system that will allow us to to do both diamond drilling and development once we reach the, the finite area. So our hope is that we reach that area this year, and we start expanding that resource below us because the bulk of that resource is currently. Um, from 325 meters deep and above, uh, and because of the drilling and drilling angles, uh, getting below that has been difficult. Uh, so we think that, 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 that's that's a motorbike, not a drill, right? Excuse me. Yes, that was <laughs> that was a motorbike that went by. We okay. We're in Brazil, and they are they're a very common thing here. Um, but uh, does remind us how important drilling is for us. So getting over there, getting some drilling, expanding that resource to depth is a key thing for us. At the same time, we, we, we started doing a significant amount of test work on metallurgy and on the engineering of what, what it will take us to put together a system that will allow us to, to make money from the final deposit. Right now, um, it looks pretty good. We don't have anything yet into a 43101 uh, compliant form to be releasing, but we do expect to see um, a PEA come out sometime in the first half of the year and hopefully out of pre-feasibility, it's a very continual line we're on should be done around by 
or around the end of the year. Right, and what sort of grades are you? Say? So, do you have any? Any? Are you able to talk about some of the grades? Yeah. Uh, so okay. the, res the resource, the resource is is approaching seven grams in head grades now. But because of dilution and, and thicknesses and stuff, we expect to mine that at a little bit over five grams per ton. Um, our current mine is running, uh, probably averaging about 3.5 grams per ton in 2022. And for 2023, will be similar, slightly better, we expect, because we've had actually very good success in as we develop towards the finer deposit, we have identified some additional small mining areas, but they've contributed pretty good grade to, uh, to our mining opportunities in Terminal Hand. But we see a, a potential for... Right, and what, what, sort of depth, what sort of depth are we at? Um, what sort of depth are we at? Those depths range from about 150 to about 200 meters deep so far of what we've found. We've done drilling that's identified that they extend down to at least about to 300 or more meters deep. We have drilling down that has identified some of these, um, let's call them plunge, the plunge components of these structures that continue to depth. And we're actually already doing some work on developing into those right now too. So Termalina is actually generating some new resources that are replacing our, our AOR body really faded on us quickly. Um, so as a, as a whole, as an organization, we had to get good at finding these, these new opportunities and, and generating, you know, mineable resources and reserves very quickly. The project to go to FINA has helped us quite a bit in that. And we expect that once we get there, we will be doing a, significant amount of work to expand that resource and to begin developing that resource. The limiting factor on our finer resource is metallurgy. The, as we go in that direction, we find that our recoveries diminish. Uh, we've seen that a little bit with a couple of the ore bodies we've seen. Our, our recoveries are going from the high 80s to the low 80s um, and high 70s in, uh, in some of the materials that we've mined there. Um, but that's been expected. Um, we're doing the work to, to define what the solution is for dealing with those ores. We have several operate, uh, options, uh, including whether it's vending a concentrate or it's uh, running a, a pressure oxidation system or a uh, roasting system. There's quite a few options. We're looking at all of them. Uh, currently, we're evalu actually evaluating up to 33 different options. We've of course, panned that down pretty quick, but that's how many came out as having some potential for economics on this system. Okay, and and what was was obviously so what we're seeing there is um, obviously because of dilution it goes from seven point three down to five something or other recoveries at potentially eighty percent, and you know it's it's it's, it's knocking away there. So what what are, what are the kind of factors that you have to weigh up? And and you, I know you're looking at thirty plus. Uh, solutions there, but what what are the factors that are going to really make um, a, a difference to this? And you know, what's that going to do to the econ economics? When when do we find out? Okay, so so the key the key the three keys in in any of these mining projects that we look at is how many ounces you have, um, what kind of margin you have per ounce, and how much capital you have to put into it. So you know, we've already seen that we can probably develop finer. If we don't need to build a, a complex system for pressure oxidation, 
we can probably build it for as little as $35 million. Capital development, everything is basically developing into it, getting it running, getting a fleet, new fleet of equipment in there, getting the ventilation set up that we can probably kind of have it <clears throat> over the next couple of years, very well developed for potentially quite a bit less than 30 million, but with contingencies and stuff, 30 plus million dollars. Then uh, that goes up if we start adding in, if we start adding in box plants and stuff being built on site to where it's gonna, it could be over a hundred million dollars in total capital. So evaluating how much capital you put in versus how many ounces you can get out and what the margins are of those ounces. The better the grade, the better the margin. Um, the better the recovery generally, the better the margin. And so it's a balance of all those things in, in, that we're evaluating is how much capital you put into it, how much we can get paid per ton, um, and how many ounces it generates over the, really it looks like about 10 years over the next 10 years. Right. Okay. So you've got 25 million in cash. You did 20, you spent 20 million last year in expiration. Clearly you can't go into 2023 and spend 20 million bucks in, in expiration with, with finer and what you're trying to, trying to do there in terms of, you know, get getting, into production there with your 30 plus options, you got to work out how you do that. So what is what is the focus of the capital? Because talking about casually about raising 35 million bucks off the back of last year, actually, you know, is, is that is that going to be doable? Oh yeah, quite. Well, understanding that, um, you know, our, our cash went down by about 15 million last year. Uh, over 8 million of that, or about 8 million of that was paid in, in dividends. And so we made the decision to start taking, rather than pay those dividends, start using the, that money to go against our capital um, needs in the near future. As well, we did generate enough money to put a well over 20 million into exploration and growth projects. And we expect to be able to do that again. Again, 30 million over the next really three years 2033, 2024, and 2025, because a lot of the development is ongoing after we get to the mine itself, um, is quite doable by our organization. But but what is that? Are you talking about 10 million a year for the next three years? Or are you talking about 30 million a year for the next three years? So I didn't catch that. Probably more like 6 million this year and 12 million to 15 million next year and 10 to 12 million the following. Gotcha. Something, something on that, that order is probably what it takes if we're developing it solely as a mine. The large capital, which is where whether we have to look at raising money or, or something else, is, is if we need to build a complex box plant. So then you're going you're gonna to add potentially uh, another 60 or $70 million for a flotation and box plant to make that work. That, that is, that is a challenge. How do we do that? Do we need to do that? And how we go about this from this point in time? So right now it looks good. But how, how do you, how do you, yeah, it, it, like, I, like I think I said in my summary after the last interview, you know, there's a good team trying to do things the right way, you know, and, and I still believe that today, but um, how do you stop this looking like a kind of science ex experiment where you're saying, we are going to we're going to produce capital, but we're going to keep plowing it back in the ground. And you know, and, and therefore, what's in it for what's in it for investors, shareholders um, alike? Because there's got to be um, 
the standing still thing obviously doesn't work for investors. It's the growth component. So making new discoveries, increasing the answers, you know, cutting costs, improving the margins, that's all good. But, you know, is, is there a kind of meaningful step change possible here with what you're seeing on the ground? So depending on what the process is for us to go forward, whether we, have, whether we actually build a POX plant, which means a much larger investment, our, our, we look at the step function probably going from mid-80s in, in production level. We were low 80s last year. This year will be mid 80s. Going from that level to the 125 to 135,000 ounces per year is kind of this. What we see the potential for fine is on a pretty straightforward basis without, you know, without a lot of stretch. We see ourselves being able to do that. Um, we have some other small opportunities and stuff right now, the real key long-term beyond fine is what's that next resource after that? Because the final one's there, right? We've done the drilling. We've, we're going to be able in our, in our mineable resources and reserves this year, we're going to be able to bring those upgraded from inferred because of drilling. We've got the material to do the test work on for metallurgy from doing all that drilling. And, <clears throat> We're putting in process so that that can become reserves, the, the pre-feasibility feasibility planning that will allow us to build that mine and take that step function. Um, as well, we're still looking for that next opportunity within the rest because we have a lot of excess capacity. We have, we have three mining, we have three processing plants located in various areas of the Iron Quad, currently only operating two of them. Both of them are operating at less than capacity. So our ability to find even modest-sized resources that can feed those plants can generate, very quickly can generate good cash for us, but also can generate increases in production and increases in our overall margin um, to take us forward. We, and can, can you do that with it? Because we talked about that last time, increasing the throughput of the, of the two functioning plants. I mean, in terms of against nameplate, what, what percentage um, are they operating at? So the Termalina mine, if we did not do any major adaptation to it, if we just kind of took what it's currently able to do, what it's currently able to process, is, is probably running at, a, it's running at about 1,200 tons a day average and what we've seen is a potential for it to probably run at 15 to 1600. To run more than that, we have some small investments we would have to do if you did the, what we're doing now, only a little bit bigger. Uh, basically, we need to add filtra filtration capacity for tails to expand. So it's not a, not a huge thing, but we can expand that to about 1900, probably fairly easily. Beyond that, and where 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 would that where would that increase throughput come from? Do you think? Well, our target is to have it come from finance, so that, um, and we probably invest enough to get that up to about two thousand. Our thought is that we get a thousand tons a day from Termalina mine and a thousand tons a day from the Fina mine at some point. And they're comparable ores. Are they comparable ores in terms of the kind of setup? Is the plant set? We Depending on what we end up doing, we will probably have two streams. We'll have the Termalina ore, which is pretty straight milling, and we'll have the final ore, which will have some type of additional processing on it. So there'll be two streams running through our through our plant, but currently our plant is set up with three grinding systems. 
So to get to the two streams, we have to invest a little bit to split to split the track that the ore takes after it's gone through the primary crusher. Our, currently, our crusher has more than enough capacity to uh, to reach any number that we've we've looked at so far. Right. So that's that, that wouldn't be a, a big investment by the sounds of it. But um, in terms of time, because time is money too. So w w how long would that take, and when would you expect some of this additional throughput to come through from finance? The very soonest we would see. Um, significant tonnage coming out of FINA would be 2025. And again, it depends on treatment options, but in we should reach FINA this year. We should get there to where we can set up and start expanding the resource and or developing the ore. So we could see development ore before that. Um, on a small scale, we can handle it without an investment at the but as that goes, we have to put it in. So we've kind of looked at, you know, potentially up to about five million to put in the split. The split on how we direct the ore after it goes through the pressure, which is really all we have to do: split it so that we can feed different mills with different different ore. Okay, understood. Um... So that's the time frame. And it come, that comes back to that again, what we talked about back in June, which is this kind of this this reset and this this two, this two year plan. So it makes it still makes sense to me. What about the the other um, plant? Um, what's happening there? The Cayate plant, where we run our Pilar ore. So the Pilar, the Cayate plant, um, you know, on a steady state basis, can run over two thousand tons. We've seen it consistently run twenty two hundred to twenty three hundred tons a day when we have material in front of the plant. But because we average about 1,300 tons a day from the mine, it's run on an on-off basis. We usually run it for about, about five days and then we're then it's off for about three days, three to four days, depending on, on the, the current rate of production at the mine. So significant capacity in that plant doing nothing but running it on a more continual basis. Um, so, yeah, we're always looking at that. that if we, and we, we have several exploration projects near the Cayate plant. Um, we have some old mines, uh, some that we mine, some that other people mine that we're looking at potential resources that, that are remnant or that are indicating there's some kind of extension we could redevelop in uh, in multiple places. But right now it looks like there's, you know, we don't have anything that we're putting a significant number into our resources yet. We're very pleased with some of the targets. We did add a few ounces at a place called Cohago Brandau, which is uh, located next to our old Kachita operation. It's, I believe, a six-kilometer haul directly to the mill, and it's already got a road because we ran the Kachita project about 10 years ago, and there's a road for, for haulage to the plant already. So it's a good setup. We just got to figure out how to develop it, and that one takes some permitting. So you've probably got some permitting time frame uh, to, get it, to get it in place. And so that, I mean, what about um, tolling or DSO from other players in, in the in the region? Is that you know, uh, obviously we're open to that, but at this point in time, you know, there's not really anybody 
outside of Anglo Gold. Anglo Gold has uh, two, maybe even three operating mines. They have two operating units, let's say. One has, I believe, two mines in it um, that are running uh, in the area. They're a great, they're a great company and they have, uh, they have as I said, uh, some very good systems in the area right now. They're, they're looking at and then <clears throat> some of them, there's potentially some synergies with our with our organization. So we always talk with them because we're in the same business in the same district. And of course we have people that work with them and they have people that work with us. Uh, so we try to keep those lines of communication open right now. Um, our business deals with them are very small, basically on the refining of the gold, gold end of it, but they do, they're doing a great job and we, we've been pleased with everything we've done with them. Okay. Okay. So it's on the table, but see where we go. Um, can, can I talk about this year coming? Because I, I was kind of focused on the, some of the things that you've been doing in 2022 to set you up for success in 2023. Look, I get the two-year plan thing, so it's, it's kind of all relative. But one, I think the market's expecting a reaction from gold. Gold prices is, is very healthy, 1900 uh, bucks today when I looked. Um, and you, know, you are producing. <laughs> And you're reducing your margins. So yeah, there will be cash flow from positive cash flow from that. But what, do you, what are you going to do? What are we looking forward to? What's important? Well, the, the big value add in our industry comes at the end of the drill bit. Without a bet. It's a diamond drill bit. And we have been building an exploration team. We did lots of exploration last year. We did quite a bit the year before. But all through that, we're continually up also building that team and the knowledge base within that team. <clears throat> Our specific direction is to look for good grade development opportunities. I like them in the mine because within the mine, they don't have permitting issues. It's, they have development issues like FINA. You got to get over there and you got to get it going. But you know, you're looking at something at FINA that's probably 40% to 50% better grade than what we're currently running, right? And that's kind of on our overall average, not what we could potentially do within the first several years when we access it. So, so you have this, um, we're very focused on how do we drive looking for that, those ore bodies that can contribute better grade to the, to those plants that we have, because we're gold miners, grade is king. Right, and and that's what we're looking for. Thing we we are going to have some some. We believe that we're going to replace our reserves and resources in our mines when we put out our our annual report and our our updated MRMR, and we think we're going to be adding some resources that we've identified and put. Uh, generally, we've had some old resources we knew about. But to confirm them, we needed to put some drill holes in them. So we're initializing some of those ones that we're looking at that have potential either to open up our old mill at Paciencia and or contribute additional uh, and grade or high margin surface ounces, right? Um, something on the surface with a low stripping ratio at a gram and a half is good as five grams if it's a kilometer deep. So um, it's, it's a grade relative to geometry and location, but 
I think that this is a, this is our year where we've got ourselves positioned, we've got our targets lined up, that we can start really adding value with with our diamond drill bits. Um, both by increasing the grade we're running through our mills. And first of all, you have to increase your resource so you can build your reserve up so you can produce more. And that's what those guys are, are all about. I mean, I, th- I, th- I'd agree, I'd agree with that because I, I was going to go there with regards to the, the short life of mine. You know, what, what are your institutional shareholders saying to you? Because, you know, again, it's, it's, it's been fairly flat. They they want they want to know what's going to move the the, the dial and you know the reserves and reserves sorry, reserves and reserves will help but what what else is there? Well, you cannot move move the dial without resource and reserves, right? I mean, you could migrate your resource and reserve and make it look like you're making more cash today, but you're not really benefiting your shareholder when you do that. The way to add value in the whole gold industry is to find more gold at grades that provide good margins. And that's where everybody adds value. Our advantage as a small producer is we're small enough that finding something has a huge impact on the value of our organization. We don't have to find 10 million ounces to have a big impact on our our organization. And it's, I mean, we're in great gold country. We've developed a great team and we're generating the money to do that to do that expiration and potentially to do the growth from that expiration with our production. So we're not a company that looks like it has to take a whole bunch of dilution in order to grow or in order to continue developing resources that we identify and really feel can bring value to our, to our everybody in our organization, right? It, it benefits everybody from the miner at the face to the shareholder. When we increase our resources with good high margin houses.